everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler. This famous Albert Einstein quote probably wasn't referring to horror movies, but today I'm going to show you how this formula for simplicity helped launch a low-budget slasher into an iconic movie franchise, and it made a household name of Michael Myers. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill's Halloween was released to audiences on October 25, 1978. The film way superseded its $325,000 budget by managing to gross over $60 million at the box office. The success of Halloween wasn't luck, it wasn't lightning in a bottle, it was John Carpenter's talent of being pointed and ambiguous simultaneously. His ability to have a simple story but not let the movie watcher know everything. The audience can see everything going on without ever knowing why everything is going on. Michael Myers is just the masked stalker who is everywhere, but just barely pure evil behind an almost human face. While Michael Myers doesn't need much introduction, I would find it criminal not to pander as creator before doing this episode. John Carpenter is a gift from the heavens above, and I'd be hard-pressed to find a movie inside of his body of work that I don't enjoy. Aside from directing and writing movies, he is a legendary composer of music. Carpenter created the infamous Halloween score, as he did for most of his other movies. A director slash writer who makes his own music for his movies? Now that's just not heard of. That's why he's a legend, and that's why Halloween's franchise has lived on to have 11 films to date, with two more on schedule to be released. Now before we start, I do want to clear the air. I understand Halloween fans rarely agree with what sequels are worthy, but that's not what we're here to do today. So regardless if you think Jamie Lloyd is a major part of the franchise, or if you think Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is the best Michael Myers movie ever made, let's put all our biases aside, and let's talk about what got us here in the first place, the original. I mean, I would much rather watch any Halloween movie over Gone with the Wind, but I digress. With this being Sloppy Horror Podcast Season 2 finale, I can think of no better way to wrap up the season by discussing this legendary flick. So if you're here with us, I'm honored to be able to discuss such an impactful pillar of the horror community with you. We got lots to unpack this episode, so uh, hold on tight to your pumpkin and let's talk about some Halloween. Totally. Boom! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And back for another week clapping them cheeks, the best producer in the whole wide world, Ozark Mark. Mr. Ozark Mark, how are you? I'm doing okay, Christian Ramey. It's a special episode. This is right here. Not only because what we're talking about, because you probably already know what we're talking about, just because the intro just happened, yada, yada, yada. And you probably clicked on the fucking name. But That's this true. is a big episode in this season because it is the season finale of season two here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast. Boom, boom, bing, a bang, go, boom, we're in this Episode bitch. 10. Episode 10, that's a big deal, Ozark Mark. Sure. For anybody that's been here with Sloppy Horror for a while, you kind of know what the studio looks like, what's been going on. We've made a lot of upgrades, and uh, maybe you're watching this on video on YouTube, so that's kind of cool, too. I'm very happy for that feature. Uh... But we're talking about Halloween today, okay? The slashers of all slashers, Ozark Mark. I mean, Halloween. What a title! What a title! That you're t- like, you know, what's crazy to me is that that title was up for grabs at one point. Isn't there some kind of like copyrights on a holiday? <laughs> I don't know, man. But you would think like somebody would have made that already. Even like as corny as like the '50s pictures, and like I mean, I love them. But you would have thought somebody would have been. Halloween, you know, and it would have been a great title. Well, it's really genius, though, because you're naming a movie after a holiday, and if you do it somewhat 
close to good, it's going to live on and be associated with that holiday. Holiday's not going to go away. Right, yes. right. So this, this dropped in 1978. Ooh, 78, baby. Today, what, what, I mean, for us, it's April 28th, 2021, and we're still talking about this flick? Wow. So that's just a testament in itself. But Michael Myers, they don't say, they only say Michael, like in the beginning of this movie. Michael Myers isn't Michael Myers really until later. They don't refer to him that in the original as well. I mean, it's mainly the shape, the boogeyman, which is kind of wild to think about. Um, So I I was, I mean, we're in our 30s. Or Mark's not yet, are you? You're 30, 30 now. Mark's 30, 30. I'm 30 years old. So we're early 30s. My knees hurt. Back hurts for yeah. no reason. Yes, yes. You're not all the way there yet, Mark. You're not dying yet. You never know. You could die tomorrow. That would be unfortunate. I need you to edit this episode before if that happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if we're talking about something this many years later, it stood up to the stand, you know, to the test of time, and that's because you had a great director in John Carpenter, okay? John Carpenter... The list goes on and on and on from the thing, precinct, you know, saw it on precinct 13. It's John fucking Carpenter, dude. It's John fucking Carpenter. With a legendary score that he made that everybody knows the Halloween theme song. Dude, it's not just the theme of the movie Halloween anymore. It's become the theme of actual holiday Halloween. That's true. Think about it, okay? Because when, when somebody hears that score... They either A, think of Michael Myers, B, think of Halloween, the holiday, or they think of both at the same time. But it's a Halloween feel to it. It automatically automatically makes you think of Halloween, no matter what. Even if you haven't heard the song before, even if you've never seen Halloween the movie, I guarantee you kids here know this song, and they're going to think it's Halloween time. Yeah, if I'm dying and this song's actually on, what a way to go out. So... Ozark, Mark, and I, the reason I was mentioning mentioning our 30s, by the time, you know, we're watching Michael Myers movies, we had a lot more to choose from. I was born the same year 4 came out, so right. I know the story a little different, you know. It, that's not always the way it worked. Now you have the wonderful option if you're going to start a series, it's like, oh, I'm starting at 1 and I'm working my way on. When you were younger, man... You just took whatever tapes you can get. Like watching horror, I mean, you know, you did it on a dare almost, or you braved up to watch something. But it was rarely ever the original, oh, here's Leprechaun 2. You're like, shit, just the most random things you would find that you would usually watch first. And I was fortunate that I saw Halloween 1 first before any of the other ones. But I'm so familiar, you know, going into 4 and 5. I love those so much because... Honestly, really nostalgia overload. That's just kind of what everything looked like when I was a kid. So I love four and five. The reason I laid it down in the intro like that, because I don't want to fight about these are all Michael Myers movies. So whether you're talking the original, whether you're talking the new two, whether we're talking Rob Zombie, it's still Michael Myers killing the shit out of people. Oh, well, unless you're talking three, because he's not in that. But that's still a badass movie, too. But even if we're excluding three, come on. You know, at the end of the day, we're not watching fucking The Notebook here. We're not watching A Walk to Remember. Like, even if you hate Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, you remember when he was stabbing the shit out of that nurse? 
Absolutely you do. That's pretty graphic. It's pretty gory. It's still Michael Myers doing his thing. Okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe yep. you didn't like Hollywood Hulk Hogan coming out. In the, but it's still fucking Hulk Hogan, man. Yeah, it's, it's still the thing. It's just a chapter in their thing. So, no, matter, no matter who you are, I mean, everybody has their certain favorite Halloween, which is great. I, yeah. I myself, my the first one is not my favorite Halloween. I still enjoy it, especially because it's the first Halloween, because I'll, I'll just flat out say it. Some of you might not like this. Some of you will. But I like Robert Zombert's Halloween the best out of all the Halloweens. But I do like his first one a lot. I love it so much. It's a, it, that, That's in my top three. It is, which I think we could – I don't want to talk about that one because I feel like we could do a whole other episode on that later in time. We will. But, yeah, basically we're focusing here on the original 1978 Halloween. I want to focus on that. I don't want to – like you said, you don't want to do the debate. No, no, everybody, and it shouldn't everybody be. can love. No matter what, you gotta love the original. You gotta love the seed that bloomed into Halloween. Mm-hmm. You gotta like the original, and, at and least. There was a lot of the the reason that I think we're still talking about Halloween today is because it was so fucking simple. But at the, it's a weird kind of joke on the crowd like it's almost slightly how craven would do the meta horror where he would kind of wink it's almost like a wink at the at the crowd so from everything from Lori being in the classroom with what they're reading you know talking about fate versus you know faith like everything just plays in very well it's all a joke and it all plays in on itself um there's so many like do you remember when annie you know, she's walking down the street. So this is actually a really funny part. And and I do, I, I let me prepare, you know, pre-go, before we go into this. We do like to lay it down um, for people who haven't seen the movie as well. But I am talking as if you've seen the movie that came out in 1978. So, spoiler alert. Um, so Annie, character's walking down the damn street. And Michael Myers pulls up in a car. And they were like, ooh, is that Devon Graham? <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so fucking hard. Is that Devon Graham? Like, that was just like a cool kid's name. Yeah. Oh, look, guys, it's Devon Graham. There's probably a Devon Graham out there right now. Like, fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> but I don't know why that part. Ooh, is that Devon Graham? I don't know either, man, but it's just parts like that, just He's... the most random as shit will, get, will hit you in the gut right there. Right. Well, anyways, Annie, she says... Hey, speed kills, and he pumps on the brakes really quick, and he's like, ah, which is funny that Michael's so temperamental, and um, but he pulls off, and she's like, damn, can't you take a joke? I hate a guy with a car and no sense of humor. Later in the movie, she gets killed in a fucking car. Right. You know, what I mean? <laughs> there's so many of those little situations that if you're kind of keen to it, going back into it, you're like, ah, oh, this whole thing is a fucking play on itself. It is not too serious, but at the same time, super simple. Even look at Michael Myers, man. He's like almost human, but not. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. He's just like a hair off. He's like just a hair off. And at this point, like you said, you hear him say Michael at the beginning, but they're not calling him Michael Myers this whole fucking movie. No. Especially. They do not. You're right. What a performance. Dr. Samuel Loomis. Okay. Dr. Samuel Loomis. My favorite character in the movie, yes. So this was John Carpenter's nod. Giving, you know, Samuel Loomis, obviously a character in Psycho. That was, you know, Janet Lee's boyfriend in mm-hmm. Psycho. So they brought the name back here. Okay. Dr. Loomis, right? And then Janet Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. 
So this movie has a lot of tie-ins with Psycho. A lot of you probably already know that, but if you don't, it's pretty crazy the parallels in between the two. Both mom and daughter getting big as scream queens, doing their fucking thing. Obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis stuck more to the genre, which is nice. I mean, she's... I don't care if you like her movies or not. You better fucking respect her. She is... She could have went so many different ways, dude. She was beautiful. She was gorgeous. She could have totally said, I'm doing serious movies. But she didn't. She did a lot of fucking horror movies. The Fog, you know, Prom Night, Halloween. Yeah, it works with her. She she fits in it well, so stick to what you're good at, I assume. Yeah, yep. yeah. As they said in Scream, she had a nice set of lungs. <laughs> <laughs> you see what they did there? Okay. Uh, imagine uh, picking some girl up like that. It's like, hey, girl. Can you scream? You got a nice set of lungs. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I feel about that, sir. Why don't you let me hear them lungs real quick? Let me see your lungs. Just ask him to talk like, you sound what? like you got a nice set of lungs on you. Hey there, sweetheart. <laughs> it sound... <laughs> that sounds so fucked up. I know. <laughs> so there's a lot of little parallels there with Psycho, but sure. you have Dr. Samuel Loomis, okay, played by Donald Pleasance. And that was really the main actor coming into this that had a name beforehand obviously you've got you know jamie lee curtis but she grew to be jamie lee curtis this was like her debut wasn't it nah i don't think it was her film debut but i mean obviously she's very young yeah and and, you know she didn't have many credits before i'm assuming um this just took off took her to a whole nother level she was able to play like an innocence and like a naive level that's i don't know when I was, like, younger, I used to think, like, how do people think this old lady was fucking hot? Like, I used to think like that. I really did. I really did. Because, you know, you're, like, young, and she came across as, like, a mom to me. Because, like, fucking, I don't know, by the time we were, like, teenagers and shit, Freaky Friday came out. Like, it was just a mom to me. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a sex symbol. But now that I'm a man, I had grown up, and I've been slanging meat. I have seen Jamie Lee Curtis, and it's like, wow, dude, she was fucking gorgeous, dude. And she was so, like, naive, like, not naive. That's a wrong word, but she was just very perceptive. She just, the final girl, man. She wasn't the slut. She wasn't the slut. And I don't slut shame, trust me, because I'd be right there getting killed with sluts in movie. That would be me. Yeah. Be like, I'd be out there burning one and get my head twisted off. So no judgment. Jamie Lee perfect final girl she's not my favorite but that's not saying she's she's probably the best man she's probably the best i love have the langen camp you know i'm biased to a nightmare on elm street that's just my favorite i like the way that she put that together i like that heather um she had the drunk mom and like the dad who was like never there it was different combination for me but nancy man nancy man she was a badass but look laurie strode how can you fucking that she's she's it. She's the final girl, man. Yeah. Lori Strode. All all look up to her. And we thank Jamie Lee Curtis for that. Yeah, now, there's a, there's a lot of things I noticed um when I was watching the original cuz I I I haven't watched the original too many times in my life. Not going to lie, but it's cool going back seeing the, That's cuz you're not the nerd, Mark. I know, but it's cool going back and seeing all the things. Uh it's kind of like the birthplace of all of the typical things you see in a horror movie, like the phone line is cut, you know, the stalking thing first came about, the hide behind the bushes, and all of a sudden they're gone. Mm-hmm. Like all these things, you, you if you watch it and you're familiar with horror movies, the the stereotypical things that you're so used to now, it's kind of like where the it first really started. Not necessarily everything, but it's kind of like the 
Yeah, they, it's they like if you, them, you know? if you were to like read a guide book, like how to make a horror movie for dummies, and they had like a 10-step, they hit every fucking step, man. Yeah. And what's really funny about this movie, I've watched it so many times, and as horror fans, like we really do look for something that'll fucking scare us, but most of the time, these movies are comforting. You know, this is like, I've had a bad day. I'm going to go in my room and cry and eat a gallon of ice cream and watch Halloween 4. You know, that's what I do with my life. I mean, it's only a couple nights a week, but... That's how I get over stuff. And if I put on this movie, I can still fall back into it, which is really weird. Like, I was watching it, you know, just watched it again last night for the 947th time. And the part where Tommy... I'm surprised you kept count. That's very impressive. I did. Well, I just pricked my finger, and I put a notch on the wall. Okay. And, That's and then what I can that count. Was, yeah, yeah. It's kind of rusty, but, you know, it's I do it. All right. So... I watch this, and you know when Tommy's watching, uh, you know, scary movies with Lindsay, she comes over. The thing. Yeah. Yes. Which John Carpenter, nice little nod there, because he him. did the thing. Yeah. Tommy decides he's gonna scare Lindsay, so he hides behind the curtains. But then he sees Michael Myers like carrying a body in the distance, and like for. There's a moment with me when, I mean, obviously I was a little boy at some point, but like in Child's Play or like even Tommy Doyle in this situation where it's like fuck he's a little boy dude like fuck like i know you remember that feeling where you just see some freaky shit and you're like what the fuck is that as a kid yeah, it'll and, ruin your life almost <laughs> right well then <laughs> right and then what happens like as that suspense is building and the music like Lindsay and tommy both looking for each other back into each other back to back and they're like ah and they scare each other but just for that glimpse moment i'm like fuck dude like i wouldn't obviously piss my pants scared but it elevated my emotions i was able to draw right back into it it just textbook how to do it with the score with the it's just great man yeah and what and since we're on the topic of tommy doyle here i don't know why jason and michael both have tommy characters that were boys that they fucked with that come back later on to fight them but i love it i do love it so we have tommy doyle and halloween who eventually grows up to be paul rudd and part six curse of michael myers which is really funny Obviously, I'm assuming you guys have all seen this before, part six, <laughs> but Paul Rudd, he's like a young actor, so he's really trying to crush it and kill it. He's not the comedian that we know as Paul Rudd, so he's really trying to be serious as can be, and there's this part, he has like a baby, and he's walking into the hospital, and he's like, I need a doctor! And like, it's like, oh, that's not you, Paul Rudd. <laughs> you know, it's very funny, but he, he did do well in the movie. It's very fucking 90s, and hey, Whatever. But it's neat, neat little parallel. Tommy Doyle's what made this movie for me and what made part four, Friday the 13th, my favorite. I connected with the little horror nerds and these people. All The whole fucking movie, what's Tommy doing? Are we going to carve pumpkins? Can we watch scary movies? Can we, and then it's, 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 Jamie killed it though, like, the, like a full-blown babysitter. She just had to answer every time. When are we carving pumpkins after the movie? When are we doing this? After the carving pumpkins? Like she, <laughs> yeah. like she had an answer for him instantly. Yep, yep. And she like he had these comic books, right? And she he was like, she was like, why are the comic books under the couch? She's like, oh, my mom doesn't like me to have them. And she I was thought like, they were going to be like porno or something. <laughs> right, she's like, neuron man, tarantula man, laser man. I was like, I get it, man. When you're a kid, dude, monsters were just something different. They're like, you were so... Even though you were hip and you're like, man, that can't be real. But like when you got alone with your thoughts, you're like, fuck, that could be real. <laughs> yep. To be and, and to go down the lane of personal 
personal experience with Halloween. I found Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street first. I mean, I've watched them all very young, like all before I was like eight years old. But we had like legends back then. It was different. It was different. And I'm sure, you know, the people of the Universal Monster Days can relate with this. But when I was a kid, it was like, hey, do you know about Freddy Krueger? And you're like, like, he was a real fucking guy. Like, you know, you're like, what? Who? Yeah, he comes in your dreams and he kills you. Like, you were really hook, line, sinker. You were like, what the fuck, man? You know about Jason? He's this guy who wears a fucking mask and he kills people. And you're like, that can't be real. Like, you know, you're trying to convince yourself. Well, that's how I really found out about Michael Myers. I remember I was riding bikes. I was probably seven, eight years old. But this girl was, because I was like, I was hip to horror movies by that point. I liked them. I thought I was a little hard ass. And I had seen every one of them by that point. But I hadn't. She was like, (laughs) I I hadn't. But I hadn't. (laughs) She was like, you know about Michael Myers? And like, once again, I'm like, where does he live? And they're like, nah. Nah, dog. No. He's a guy. He wears a mask. He kills babysitters, and you're like, where? Nah, it's a movie. And like, even, I don't know, you're just young mind. Yeah. These people were fucking legends. Mm-hmm. And that's how, I was terrified of Michael Myers before I had even seen him, before I even knew what he was about. Like, I had heard like a rumor, like a fucking legend. People had spread to me. That's, I, I, I don't is, think kids his, have that now. Yeah, I mean, his character is so simple. It's nothing. He's nothing like. He's not that scary looking. He's got a plain white mask that's made from William Shatner, yeah, <laughs> with brown ass hair and just a jumpsuit. Like that's it. Like there's nothing spe- creepy that creepy about him. But that's seeing Michael Myers with a big knife plus that score in the background. Just the score makes him so much more terrifying. The score is pretty much like I said, almost everything to this movie. It amplifies every single thing mm-hmm. to the next level of what it really is. Yeah, now you, we had Black Christmas come out before Halloween, and that really kind of, um, I had the same sort of, uh, you know, POV shot. I think Halloween took the POV shot to a whole nother level because of that score. It's just so suspense building. I don't know what the hell it is about it. Like, I don't care if you've never, like, even in 1976, if you were to play that song, people would be like, that's creepy. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Even before knowing of it, it's just a weird song. And John Carpenter did a lot of his own scores, like you know, Escape from New York. He has a uh, Danny McBride, the guy who makes the. I mean, he's Red from Pineapple Express. He did all those fucking funny movies, but he's been making the new ones. But he was also talking about the score, and he was like, "Man, if you if you haven't drove around listening to John Carpenter's music, like <laughs> while driving around pretending like you're in one of his movies, what are you doing?" Yeah. And I agree, dude. I love that horror synth kind of shit. And sometimes you just want some driving music. It's just sweet, man. He's a whole different artist, a director, a fucking musician, dude. A musician. Like, you're making your own scores? Yeah. The what? What want, the fuck? You want something done right, do it yourself, man. What is it with... Uh, sidebar here. What is it with directors where they look old as fuck always? Like, John Carpenter in 1978, I'm watching interviews with him. He looks like a 49-year-old man. Yeah, he does. He's our age. (laughs) Like, you're like, what the fuck? I don't know, man. They always, they always do, they always do look old. You're right. Quentin Tarantino has looked 47 years old his whole life. I guess it's just because they sit inside all the time and, and write stuff and don't get sunlight. I yeah, William know. Friedrich, The Exorcist. Dude looked like it, like when, you know, even when you look at the old pictures of him. Dude looks like a 49-year-old dad. 
and he was in his 20s. You're like, what the fuck, man? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Did you guys just like to look old as fuck? Like, how hard were times? I don't, I don't know, man. What was going on? There's what a, there's was the people going there's on? the people that look the same throughout their whole life. There's people that you know. It's like those people that look like they don't age, but they just look old. So they're just gonna look like old Pharrell. Around. Yeah, yeah. That's man. different because he's like young and handsome. Apparently, well, no, he's but a they, vampire. Actually, yeah, that's what people think. Did you ever see like the old photo? Like, there's a legit old photo, like, back in, like, the eight. I don't know what time period it was. Maybe, like, the 18, 19, I don't know. Whatever they had photos. I have no idea when photos first came out. But Photographs, they came out in the 1800s, Mark. Yeah, you know the one with the big-ass bulb? You got to get behind it, and you got to reload it for, like, 20 minutes. One of those pictures. Mm-hmm. They put it side-by-side side with Pharrell, and it's dead on Pharrell. <laughs> <laughs> he's a time traveler, It bro. makes you think. No, he's just a vampire. He's been that way. I don't I don't yeah. see any childhood photos of Pharrell anywhere, but that's because I probably haven't looked. He's but. probably one of my cool vampires, like, from Blade Two. You remember them ones that, like, open her whole fucking skull open? Yeah. I really like those guys. Right. I I hope they bring them back in the new Marvel ones. Like, yeah, I like those guys. It would be pretty sweet. Those guys actually like freaked me out. I remember watching that shit as a teenager and just being like, "Damn, those dudes are fucked." Like, what is that shit? Yeah. So, uh, let me ask you this, Christian Ramey. I have a question because I am not a horror nerd, and uh, I've not seen every Halloween, so you know the story way better than I do. But my understanding of the story is that. Michael Myers always is trying to kill his other sister. So what it is is a, is the kid and his dad and his uncle Charlie, they all live in this house together and his Char- uncle Charlie's always pulling shenanigans and then he leaves and Ashton Kutcher comes in. It's not the story. No, it's not. That's two and a half men. Yes. Yeah. You don't know about that show? I know about that show. Doesn't that bother you when people like really laugh at those kind of shows? Yeah, you know what really bothers me? It's what? people who like the Big Bang Theory. Oh, you know, it just, it's bothersome. It really, it's like just top feeders. I mean, like, maybe we're being dicks. And, like, I don't want to be a dick to anybody if you're really entertained. But if you're, like, laughing from your belly on some, like, <laughs> I'm watching Two Broke Girls. Oh, no, dude, dude two, <laughs> don't. Two Broke Girls are fucking horrible. If you, <laughs> if you like Broke Girl, Two Broke Girls and you're listening to this, go fucking jump in the river. Okay. Well, you know, you, you're welcome to stay. I'm just curious on how you're here. No, you the, just live in the river. I mean, you could be there, but you, you could jump in the river. Sure, sure. So that, that's kind of fucking weird to me when people are like that, though. But, yes, you are correct, Mark. Um, we'll get back on topic. Good, because I almost forget what it is. You asked me about Laurie Strode. Yeah, isn't now, now isn't Laurie Strode? I thought you said to, you didn't want to fucking start a debate, Mark. I'm not starting about. I I'm just you said you didn't want to start a. Goddamn I'm just debate. asking so I know what if are there different stories to the movies or is it just one general story? <sighs> All right, so let me lay this down. Just, okay, let me just let, let me lay this down without personal opinion. So we'll give them all to you. That's all I'm asking. Okay. That's all I'm asking. So part one. Help me understand. So part one. Michael Myers. You don't fully know he's Michael Myers. Okay, we do know Laurie Strode. Um, it's not his sister in the first one. But in the opening of the movie, he kills his fucking sister. So it's not that absurd. People act like it was some fucking like... All right. Anyways, we'll get into we'll get we'll get we'll get into this. Okay. So part two, Lori wakes up into the hospital, and then that's when people. I mean, this is like immediately after this fucking movie comes out. Okay, John Carpenter was you know 
I don't know. He he was timid on doing it, and he was you know he didn't necessarily want to do it. But anyways, it became that they were brother and sister. He was trying to fucking kill her. Part three, they actually moved away from Michael Myers. They were trying to make Halloween just the title of fucking horror movies, you know, just different one. It did not work, but it kind of did. So it's like really weird. Like in the sense of box office, it didn't do fucking great, but it had Tom Atkins. Like he's a fucking great actor. It's a great movie. It's about fucking masks that possess you. A, a, a Halloween store that sells masks that fucking took over the people wearing them. Great. It's an awesome movie. I love it. Yeah. But no Michael Myers. Okay. That, nothing to do with Michael Myers. Right. Okay. So part four, we pick back up into Michael Myers when you have young Jamie Lloyd, who is his niece. Okay. Dark hair girl, clown suit. Okay. And then she's also, as an adult, in the Rob Zombie's Halloween. The fucking hot girl, dark hair, yeah. gets killed, boobs out. Annie, she's in the second one, too. All right. All right. So just now we're focused. Okay. Yeah. So, which is weird. So she's a little girl in this fucking movie, but she's older than us. Not that weird. Okay. Uh-huh. Part five, she's also in the movie again, okay? She's kind of a mute in this one because of the issue she had with Michael Myers, okay? Mm. Okay. Next episode, part six, she's a fucking adult who has a baby, and she's trying to, like, dump it in a dumpster pretty much. She leaves it at this fucking train stop or, like, in a bathroom because Michael's after her. Michael catches her. He fucking kills her, okay? Paul Rudd, who is a grown-up Tommy Doyle, takes the baby to Donald Pleasance, and they try to keep the baby alive and safe. And okay, that's that one. All right. All right. Then we're hopping into part seven. Okay, that's when we get into H two O. All right, twenty years later, that's when you get a uh, uh, old Josh Hartnett. Okay, Josh Hartnett's in college. Jamie Lee Curtis is his mom, professor. She's a drunk. She's really protective son because he doesn't really know too much about the past. He knows about Michael Myers, but whatever. Okay, the next one's Halloween Resurrection with old Busta Rhymes. Oh, bust the bus. Oh, he on that old bust the bus. People fucking hate this movie. Like, the Halloween purists, like, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to debate about that. I actually really like that one. Like, not, it's not my favorite. I understand its flaws, but it's a fucking slasher movie. Well, there's, there's plot holes in it. It's like, when you try to start to get too serious with your plot in a slasher, that's where you're fucking up. Because that's not why people are here. Yeah. Well, look, in this one... It's actually not going to be the system. Yeah. Does he have knives? Does he kill people? Are people fucking and getting high? Oh, okay, because that's what I signed up for. I didn't sign up for a fucking yeah, all this other I can, shit. I can understand why you're upset that okay, uh, Michael Mott. Okay, nope, nope. Okay, not so doing getting, you're, you're doing it. No, Don't we're go going there. We're going to the next movie. Go I'm to sticking the next back movie. to the list. Okay? Keep going. Then we're going into Rob Zombie's one and two. Okay. Okay. One for sure a lot better. Two got a little different as far as like you know that him channeling out and then seeing his mom and the horse, which I got what was going on there, but. That movie works for me because I like the kills a lot in it. And I thought Michael Myers had a realistic aspect in there, like where he was real. Like he was on a fucking road. That's what he'd actually be like, in yeah. my opinion. And then, I, I don't know, man, when they're in that fucking cornfield and that dude's like, I'm going to fuck you up. What are you doing out here? And that girl's like, Daddy, no. <laughs> and he just fucks him up, dude. And then he kills her. Yeah. Like, that's what made him brutal. He killed Danny Trejo. I thought it really illustrated how fucking gone he was. Like, yeah. I was good to you, Mikey. Now, that was the first, but still, it's like, I think Rob Zombie delivered, okay? Next. And then the next is this new one, uh, the the one that came out, uh, the Halloween, uh, where Jamie Lee Curtis. All right. 
Don't worry about it. Okay, no, I got no, no, it. No, 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 I know no, no, the majority no, 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 of the story. No, no, let me get let me give you a two minute synopsis here because we're not gonna, we're not going to debate it, but it should be straight because this is Halloween. Who knows when we're going to get into all these other fucking movies? Who knows? Here's here's my debate with it. Okay, this seems like um, a, a a reunion tour, which I'm very much appreciative of. I do love Jamie Lee Curtis. I I love all these people. They're bringing you know Nick Castle back, like all these fucking people. To be a part of it, John Carpenter, and I like that, but like, let me put it like this. Um, well, something like that would sound good on paper, you would think, right? Right, but like, let me put it like this. Um, then put it like that. Aerosmith just came out with a new album not too long ago. You want to listen to it? No, no me neither. You no. know why? Because they're fucking old. And old people do not do things as well anymore. Like, and I appreciate their ego. Ego is still high, and I like that. Don't get me wrong. You deserve everything that you've been, you know, got. And I'm not going to take it too serious because it is a slasher movie. But like, so you're telling me, okay, aside from three, all right, we have all these movies. So if we exclude one, so we have two, four, five, six, seven, you know, like 13, even going 12, however many there are. You have all these fucking movies where that's the basis. Yeah. Like, okay, that's fine. Okay, if you want to move away from the Strode storyline, that's fine. But we're going to bring Jamie Lee back. No, no, you can't do that. Like, you can make her a fucking cameo. I've just watched her as his sister for multiple movies, okay? In a psych ward, kill him, running in a fucking hospital, H2O. Like, I can't just unwatch these goddamn movies. Are you fucking kidding me? She's not his sister now. Hey, this next Star Wars, Darth Vader's not Luke's dad. So forget everything you've known. <laughs> Why? Why are we doing that? Stop Okay, it's okay. You don't okay. need to scream into the microphone. I didn't. I backed up. I'm just upset. I'm fucking upset. But, you know, I will go to these two movies because they're still fucking Michael Myers movies. As long as he's killing some people, that's fucking fine. Okay? All right, the only well, thing memorable about this last fucking movie was that funny little black kid. He was the best part of this goddamn movie because he was the only one laying down the one-liners. He was the best part of the fucking movie. Okay? That Michael looks slow. You can't give me Rob Zombie fucking brutal Michael Myers and then give me some, like, old fucking man. Fuck that. Okay? Now we're moving forward. I will are still you, see them. Are you cooled down now? Yeah, I'll rate are, them. Are, I'll did fucking you have, review them. Did you have your little episode on this episode? Well, now? actually, okay. the first one, they weren't brother and sister, even though there was fucking a bunch of other sequels. Those don't count. Oh, they don't fucking count? They don't fucking count? Says who? Oh, you want to do your reunion tour? That's fine. Do your little fucking reunion tour. But people know. Uh, yeah, four and five don't count, actually. Jamie Lloyd, she's not even a person. Oh, we just don't watch those movies ever? We just forget about those? What built us here? What got us here? What fucking the coattails you rode to get here? You motherfuckers. All right, that's fine. We're done with that. The original, though, what a classic. What a beautiful <laughs> fucking movie. What a great time. I love this movie. I really do. I really do. <laughs> I, I'm appreciative for oh. all of it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great movie. It's a it's a it's a Halloween classic. Uh, you can't celebrate Halloween without having a little bit of Michael Myers in your day, right? Absolutely, man. And it's funny you mentioned the uh, uh, the POV shots in this movie. Just like porn. Yeah, here's a little uh, little uh, tidbit for you here, sir. The uh, now, you remember when we just talked about The Shining, how those all those nice, smooth, free-floating shots were done by the Steadicam, okay? This movie here was done with the Panagram uh, 
the panogram. Panogram? Panogram. I think it was called panograms. Panogram or panogen. I forget what. It's something pana. Pana, pana, pana. It's something. Pansexuals. Pana. It's basically the. Pansexual uh, panogram. Yeah, that. It's basically the uh, competition to the steady cam. It's pretty much the rig the same way, but it's just they have it on like a backpack kind of thing now. It's going over. That makes Sometimes sense. Sometimes you get the straight. The, the, you know, when he's just first outside and he's going to kill his sister. And he's just. They got the POV the whole way. Just yep. smooth riding and all that. Hey, man, awesomely, I just banged uh, your sister. I'm going to get out of here. You know, it's funny, too. He, I feel bad for that girl because, like, that was, like, if you think about the time, from the time that they left the couch to run upstairs, and when Michael gets there, he's, he takes him, like, 30 seconds to get there or 30 seconds for the guy to get him out. So not only are you a 30-second man, you got to take, like, five or ten seconds to get your clothes off because he was putting his clothes on, and she was definitely naked. He didn't just fucking rip them off like a break dancer and fucking go. So he was, like, a 10, 15-second man. <laughs> so we said— And then what? she dies after that? Come on now. Yeah, now that's great. That's great. Now we said there's love for all. There's love for all. There's a man of Michael Myers mask killing all movies. That's great. So the one neat part I did like about Rob Zombie's, though, how he put the music, how he had her— so. And and his edition where he had his sister getting killed, that the girl playing her like his sister was actually Jenny, the little girl that played Jenny in Forrest Gump, which is fucking weird. You can sit here if you want to. That's her all fucking grown up, right? Yeah. Which is weird. Uh-huh. It's weird that I've seen these girls naked, but then they were kids in the movies. That's fucking weird, but that's the way it is. Playboy's weird like that, too. You remember they put pictures of them when they were kids? Like, oh, this is me growing up. It's like, I don't need that in here. That's fucking strange. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't in need here. that in here. There's not need... one goddamn part of me that wants to see that. <laughs> I don't want to see that. But no. it's okay. It's okay. So yeah. that's pretty interesting, though, don't you think, Ozark Mark? Don't you think? Yes, How they... it's very interesting. So yes. they're listening to the same fucking music. When so when Lori Strode and Annie are getting fucking high. Yeah. They're listening to Don't Fe- Don't Fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster Cult, and that's what Jenny was, or, you know, young Jenny was listening to in Rob Zombie's remake. But I thought that was funny because he was the one that brought the mask in Rob Zombie's, and he was like, can we do it with the mask on? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But, hey, little Michael Myers in that movie fucked him up. He beat him with a baseball bat. You remember him? He's fishing out. I do remember him, but you got to save it. We're not here to talk about that one. We're here to talk about the 1978. Yeah, but when are we going to talk about that? When are you going to make a next separate? season? No, we're not. We're next not, season. We're not doing that next We'll do season. a bonus episode. Well, yeah, well, maybe, maybe we will. Bonus episode here. Oh, what do you think about that there? And we were referencing the original yes. and how it linked up. Yes. So... He was a 32nd man in the first one. More like won- 27. And then he wanted to wear a mask in the remake. But you notice he didn't kill him. He didn't kill him in this one. He just killed his sister. Yeah. That is, I did notice that. Yeah. It's cool going back and seeing exactly the root and how well all the other movies that were at the remakes followed the original story. I'm not going to lie. And put their little spin on it. Yeah. You kind of ruined something for me, though. Not ruined, but... When we had our Lost Boys episode, I didn't realize how many times they said Michael in that movie <laughs> until you fucking mentioned it, right? Because My they, bad. No, no, no. It does make it funny, though. Yeah. But what's the first fucking, you know, words of the damn near of the movie when she comes in, when you got the point of view mask shot walking in on a sister? Yeah. Michael! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, dude. It's just like I lost it. Yeah. The name kind of lost the. You'll never hear the, same, the, Mike, the name Michael again after you watch The Lost Boys. I'm telling you, you won't. 
Yeah. I'm appreciative for the times Corey Haim went, Mike. And it's like, yeah, all right, switch yeah, it up right, a cool. little. Yeah, Give me yeah, a little yeah. a little switch. Yeah. Michael. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Great kill right to start the fucking movie off. And it's a kid. A kid killing somebody? Yeah. That's kind of what threw people off as well. Okay? Yeah. Uh, then, you know, next we're dealing with Donald Pleasance, warning the whole town, warning everybody about the return of Michael Myers. So Dr. Samuel Loomis being his doctor, it's um, very Colin Clive to me, his performance, because he was the biggest actor on set, and they gave him a very serious, almost serious and animated role, whereas everybody else is totally don't say that oh god that's totally totally that's how everybody else talked and he's like there's evil <laughs> he's coming back you know? i know but it made him so much better like i made i loved him so much more because he was like the only one in the movie that was like serious and like actually like i guess you could say like serious drama acting i guess but everybody's got like the 1920s roaring 20s logo like when him when dr Loomis in the in the police officer outside of michael's house in the middle of the night and of course dr lewis is trying to warn him and all that stuff like your town is hell is coming to your town or whatever he says and the cop's like there you go again with that fancy talk look kid with kids live here children play here it's gonna, it's gonna need a lot more than fancy talk to get me running around in the bushes all night <laughs> you know what's fucking funny or not funny not funny i don't know why i said funny it's crazy crazy what that I didn't know this until like more recently. Donald Pleasance. Yes. So he did like the James Bond movie. He did this um did this fucking Nazi movie. I forget the fuck it's called, but he played Himmler, right? Yeah. Motherfucking Donald Pleasance was in World War Two for the Brit for British side, and he fucking his plane went down and he became a German prisoner of war. For like a while. Like this is like real life. This ain't a, another movie you're talking about. This is real nah, life. Nah, dog. He was a real life prisoner of war in World War II to the fucking Nazis. Till the war was over. And then this motherfucker makes a movie as Himmler. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Hitler's like right hand man. You're like, damn, dog. Like, what a fuck you. Like, what I'm a out now. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. And he killed the role. You would think he wouldn't have nothing to do with Nazis after that. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the fucking movie, but I watched quite an extensive amount of YouTube clips of him as Himmler. You should do that if you get free. Do he? And it was weird because he looks like him. Like, if you if you pull up a picture of Himmler and look at Donald Pla- it's really fucking strange. He killed it. But... Um, who the fuck else is in that movie? Is that I love, uh, I, I, Robert Duvall? I, I will say this. I always love how Dr. Loomis gets spooked in like half the scenes he's in. <laughs> Somebody's always sneaking up on him and scaring oh, him. Oh, Loomis. <laughs> you, he's always a step away from shooting somebody. He's like, whoa. You're like, easy, old man. <laughs> Fucking does calm like down. Three or four times. He always gets startled. I love, what, I love when he's outside of Michael's house and those kids are going up to like dare into it. And he goes, Loomis. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> but he had this shit-eating grin. He's like, oh, my God, the grin was the best. Like, he was all proud of himself. <laughs> so I don't Love care I don't care if, if you are talking Robert Zomberts. I don't care if you're talking part one. I love the relationship between Dr. Loomis and Sheriff Brackett. Okay, I like it a little more so in Robert Zombies, Robert Zomberts, because, A... A, it's Brad Dorif, dude who played Chucky as the fucking sheriff. But there, he added a lot more animosity. Like, he was pissed off. 
But I like that brackets, uh, share of brackets like, okay, I don't fucking like you for real and you kind of piss me off, but like I'm going to fuck with you because like I slightly don't want any of this bad shit to happen. But this this sheriff, he's super fucking stupid. His daughter and fucking Lori just were blazing a yes, joint. Dude, I had I had a problem with that so much because I was like, you're telling me. Your dad's a cop? You're telling me your dad is an officer of the law, and you <laughs> just rolled up smoking a joint in your car with the windows up, I'm pretty sure. I didn't see the yeah, windows no, down. Yeah, no, they were up. And you're like, oh, my God, he's there. Throw it out. And you're like 10 seconds away, and you roll up. And he don't. He was at the car window. You don't <laughs> smell that. Shut up. You and me, on our. Remember when we were doing a show in Cleveland? We had a show to go to Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. When you and me have horrible luck on road trips, by the way. Yeah. But uh, we, you were doing like ninety, and we were smoking. And uh, we got <laughs> and we got pulled over. <laughs> and it was done. So we had the windows open too. Like we weren't hot boxing or nothing. An officer smelled it from as soon as he got out of the car. You're telling me this man, an officer of the law in the 70s, did not smell weed in that car? I got, that fucking cop said, it smelled like you had old fucking bail in here. <laughs> bail? <laughs> what? The fuck? the fuck? That's how I knew we were in the wrong part of town. Yeah, it smelled like your whole boys had a bail in here. <laughs> hey you remember we were coming back in illinois that one time it wasn't haddonfield but when we were coming back and uh like i pulled us over he found a weed seed and he's like marijuana seed oh that was because of the uh ferry which i told the gps because it was one of those old school gps's the ones that you like suction cup Uh to the windshield I told him, don't go to ferries. Avoid ferries. I didn't know where the hell we were. We are in the middle of fucking nowhere. I don't know where to turn and shit. So we're following the GPS. And, of course, we get to the ferry. And a cop's there. He's like, pull over. Pull over to the side. They're pulling over like four other people, searching them all, because we just got out of that fucking festival. But you did the... Ferries where boots I'll tell you what. You pulled one of the smartest things I've ever seen you do. Is you put the two blunts that we had rolled in your shoe. I did. You put them in your shoe, which is genius because the cop was even cop made us take our shoes off. But even you were like, he's like, okay, take off your shoes. And you were like, look, I'll take off my shoes, but I don't think you want me to because I was out in the woods and haven't showered in like seven <laughs> days. And the cop just looks at you like, you keep them on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, this guy's like got a tough look taking people's shoes off from fucking music festivals. Yeah. But luckily, you said that that was genius move you ever. I've ever one of the most. I just still because I was like, I'll try, I'll try to shake it around in here because it's like no way you're putting your my fuck your hands in my fucking shoe. No, it just ain't happening. No way. Uh-uh. It, it just Even ain't with ha- gloves on, I wouldn't do that. You ain't happening, boy. No. So yeah, anyway. that that was pretty nice. That was pretty. Times were a lot more tighter than they are, and I imagine 1978 wasn't that much cooler. No, isn't that when Reefer Madness came out or something? Nah, that was, way or, that was way early. I mean, well, I'm people sure were, they still showed the Reefer Madness in the 70s. Oh, yeah, people were getting high. There's no doubt about that, but it was like the law was a lot tighter on that. Like, Yeah, exactly. Even, oh, yeah. Even up until like our, tw- you know, high school and then into our 20s, it was a lot more tougher. But, yeah, that's total bullshit. He would have smelled that. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Hands down. That's why they probably we got we got somebody came in here took a mask, some rope, and uh, duct tape or some shit. <laughs> some t- duct tape. You girls know anything about that? 
the fuck would they know about that? Dude, you know what else is a funny fart nest? What's that? So, Michael Myers, they're transporting him. Donald Pleasance and this, like, nurse. They're transporting him at the beginning of the movie. And, like, they he gets out, right? And he, like, throws his chick out of the car. And he takes the car and he takes off and gets away. Well, the next day when Donald Pleasance is back up there at the at the place he broke out of, <laughs> he was like, all right, well... He's going back to Haddonfield, and he's like, well, Haddonfield's like 100. He's like, that's so far away. There's no way he can get there. He can't drive. And he said, he was doing quite fine last night. Maybe someone was giving him lessons. (laughs) I don't know why that made me laugh so. It's just the way he does it. Like, he's he's, just the way he says it. It, That's like, it's like the same way with, like, Christopher Walken. Like, Christopher Walken can just breed breakfast cereals or something, and it'd be fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. But the way he says it is hilarious. And uh, another uh, great part um, in this uh, motion picture film we're talking about here. One of these is, times. Uh, oh, you know what really fucked me up, which kind of makes sense of why Michael Myers can get shot like six times point blank range and then get up and walk away? What? I feel like he has some superhuman strength or something because I know this is kind of stupid, but when you think about it in this way, you know when Dr. Loonis and the officer go to the graveyard and her tombstone is missing? Oh, yeah. Did you notice that it was a perfect fucking rectangle in the ground where it is? So I've seen a lot of forensic files, okay, so I'm looking at this thinking the mindset. There's no shovel marks anywhere. There's no car tires anywhere on the grass. So apparently Michael Myers just came and grabbed this marble, huge-ass gravestone and just ripped it out of the ground and then walked away with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he did, man. I found there used to be a graveyard up from my parents' house. There's, there's a church there now. We found an old marble grave, like, in the creek. That thing is heavy as shit, and it was just, like, one of the ground ones. Oh, fuck, dude. I could this only man, imagine. He's man. superhuman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The story, even as simple as it is, and the way that it all ties into itself, I don't think it would have worked without an overacted character and Dr. Loomis, you know, Donald Pleasance doing his thing. But, uh, like, I don't think Frankenstein would have worked if you didn't have Colin Clive being that guy. Just, he's alive. You need that guy. Alive. Yes. Yeah, like you you need You do need that guy. You need the guy that's building the story the whole time. Um those people are always underestimated in movies. You remember even in Freddy vs Jason the dude that's like laying it down the whole time like yeah, my brother was telling me about Friday. You can't fall asleep or whatever. Like he's teaching people that haven't seen the movie, but you're just watching it like ha ha ha. But you really don't know it, but these people are like laying down everything. Especially in the original. Like if let's just pretend you don't know about Michael Myers and you're watching that. Well, Dr. Loomis is the only one that gives Loomis. you information. Loomis. What I say? Loomis. What is it? Loomis. I said Are you Loomis. serious? No, you're not. Yeah, it is. Loomis. Yeah, Loomis. I just said that. Loomis. I've been saying Loomis the whole, whole time. Dr. Loomis is the one that gives you all the information about Michael. He's the Dr. Only one Munez. No, 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 that's fine. Go ahead. Go on with what you're talking about. Look, I talk about Miguel Marrero and Dr. Mamunes. Dr. Lemunes. No, I agree with you, Mark. I was just fucking with you. Dr. Lumises. Oh, you're fucking with me? 
Dr. fucking Looney Tunes. You're fucking with me? You let know me- what? Let me just... I'm going to tell you some stuff I know, you little fucker. What do you know here? We're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie here. That's right. So we're going to tell you a little bit of facts here that you may or may not know. And then once we tell you, you're going to know what we know. And then you're going to have a weenogasm. You better wear a Jimmy hat. You know why? Because you're going to spew knowledge out of your head here. This is what do you know here. So let me tell what you, you know? what you know. You know it? No, fuck that. You tell me what do you know here. What do you know here? What do you know here? Look here. What do you know here? You don't tell me nothing. What do you know here? I brought us here. Go. I brought us here. One, two, three, action, go. I brought us here to tell you some information that I know. Yeah. About this movie. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you the typical things everybody knows, you know. Sure. So let's get into a little bit. We're talking about how good the score is, right? Yeah. How good this sounds, how fucking scary, how iconic. What's so crazy about it? Apparently, John Carpenter, he got his feelings hurt a little bit. He took this movie to a producer, and he says, Look here, I want you to watch this movie. Tell me what you think. She watched this movie, and she says, This is not scary. I'm not scared by this. He says, No, this is sad. So he goes, he makes the fucking score for it. The rest is obviously history. And then a person said, Whoa, that movie's scary as shit. After they saw it with the music. Isn't that crazy? That's think, fucking... Isn't that crazy to think what music could do, though? It's bananas. Music is everything, man. It, it, it really, uh, you know, lightens the mood on whatever it is you're doing. Or makes it... Amplifies it. Amplifies it. You know, sets the mood. It, it all works. Runs you don't got to write... Look, you don't got to write music. It ain't gonna work the same. But this really... You're right. This really... The, the fame, music on top notch. Most probably one of the most famous horror since music things ever to be known here so that's pretty good there that's pretty good let me tell you what i know here so uh this uh movie halloween is supposed to take place in a town in illinois called hattonfield yep now illinois is in the midwest section of the united states here yeah in the fall time yeah so what happens in the fall time in the midwest section of the united states of america leaves the season start to change it's starting getting real orangey out the leaves are fucking you got leaves everywhere leaves are changing trees are half dead you know how it goes yeah it's all it's over. very you know they got pumpkin spice <laughs> yeah. fuck it it's halloween time it's yeah. fall time that's why i love that time now if you notice sweaters. in this in this uh little motion picture here that we're talking about yeah. uh it's weird because you didn't, you won't notice it at first because your mind's automatically thinking Halloween, fall time, whatever you Sure. Well, probably whatever you're used to. Sure. But all the trees in this movie have leaves on them. They're green leaves. That don't seem right. That is weird. That That's don't seem right. Weird. And then there's the first scene when you walk out and Lori's walking across the street and she first meets Tommy. Yeah. The little kid. Yeah. yeah. You, if you look deeply in the back, I saw palm trees. There's palm trees in the back round of this movie so that don't seem right there ain't no palm trees in illinois hattonfield illinois there ain't no palm trees there that's impossible so where was it filmed it we've was been lying california to. hollywood it's all hollywood out they fucking forgot the most important part yeah it was we filmed went. in hollywood they're liars but what do you know here but you, know, you know i think you know yeah, yeah what are you gonna do you know what are you gonna do you know what else but is that's what i know what do you know something else here 
Yeah. You know I, something else here? Yeah, I know something about uh, this. What do you know? And I was me. actually, I was out there by the street where they filmed this. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, there's a part where Laurie and Annie, they're walking down the street. And then the famous shot where he pops out of the hedges, right? Yeah. And he pops back. Yeah. When Annie goes over there and she looks and she's like, no one was there. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, look. You can see cigarette smoke coming in frame from John Carpenter smoking a cigarette. <laughs> can you? <laughs> yeah. And they've never taken it out. And, and, and I'm kind of glad they did not. No way. I got to look back on that. I got to see that. It's really kind of cool. Like is, it, it very, like, is it very like subtle, you know? Is it, is it like just like a little mist? Or is it like clearly like this motherfucker smoking No, it's clearly a right cigarette here. smoke. Like, yeah, it's clearly a cigarette smoke. Like, I mean, it doesn't ruin it or anything. But it's well, like, I didn't notice it. So obviously they probably didn't notice it either. Everyone smoked back then. So yeah. it's like not that abnormal to see fucking smoke. Like, and it's obviously, it's not like shot in 4K. So no. it's, you know what I mean? It's great, you know. It's grainier. It's four by three. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do here? No big deal. That's cool. That's good stuff. You know I, something else I know real quick? What? What you know? A little tidbit here. That's a little cool little information that you probably could have, like, guessed, but you may not know. Devon Graham is a cool name. No. Okay. Michael Myers was played by three different people in this movie. Yeah, three different people. I think three different you're right. people at three different times. I think you're times. right, and I know you're right. And you know what's cool because the in this uh, this is the end of it, uh, you actually get to see Michael Myers' face for a second. He gets that is kind of cool. I like that. That guy was like just a stand-in for the day or something, I believe. <laughs> and he's the one that got on the TV shows and all that shit. Yeah, what's his name? He Tony uh, Moran. Yeah, or Tony. What? Tony something. Yeah, Tony yeah, Moran. Or I, I, I'm not sure on the pronunciation on his name. You know. Yeah, but he I was the one that. Castle. Got... He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Castle. We got Castle. And, and one was a lady. I don't know if it was Deborah Hill or who the fuck played it. Uh, stepped in. His, uh, yeah, but I feel I mean, like it was a girl one matter. time. It's all messed up, so you know it doesn't matter. But it was kind of cool mask. that it wasn't the. You got your mask on. Mask. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal here. Do you think you'd get kicked out of a grocery store now if you went in a Michael Myers mask with a COVID mask over it? I don't think so. No. You could go in with just a Michael Myers mask. It's technically a mask. I seen a guy do it with the scream mask, and I was like, now that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's a good idea. Hey, it's a mask. You said wear a mask. I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do here? Maybe I'm getting groceries. Maybe I'm killing people. No big deal. You know what uh, our good friend Oliscario said to me one time about this mask that I thought it was hilarious that people need to fucking know? What? He made it up off the spot, but we were going into a, a, a liquor store or something, and we had to put the mask on. Yeah. And before I go in there, he goes, he goes, Mark, he's like, you ever go into a store with a mask on and get pissed off that you're leaving with less money? i'm like no but yeah you know what yeah that does piss me off yeah get it because you're supposed to you get it i'm not going to explain to you you. anyway what do you know what do you know is that all you know here yes all i know that's all that's all we know too you know we will see you next time with more stuff to know yeah more stuff to know another we know gasm coming your way as soon as you know it here who would have thunk it all right anyways Halloween, 1978, John Carpenter. I cannot give a sloppier kiss of approval. Uh, You know why, Mark? Do you have digestive problems or something? I've got gastrointestinal problems. You burp in every episode at least five or six times. That's all right. It's not a big deal. I think there's something wrong with your inner organs. Oh, yeah. You need to get it looked at. Possibly. I'm angry a lot.
Oh, they'll go on, please, though, or whatever it is you're talking about. Okay, so what I'm talking about, we have so much to thank because of Michael Myers, because it did set a trend to some extent, along with many other films, but no Halloween. It would definitely, it's the butterfly effect. It would definitely affect the genre. Kind of had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing going on, too. Wasn't over the, over the top with gore, Mark. Wasn't over the top. No. But it was kind of beautiful and done correctly. A lot in the shadows, very simple. Just a lot to thank for this movie. Um, I grew up watching it. It's close to my heart. I think Michael Myers, aside from you know Austin Powers and Wayne's World, he has a huge impact on culture. On you know, everyone knows the Michael Myers mask, knows the Michael Myers song. It's just like I I don't know. I it's we've said it with many films this season. It's bigger than just horror. It's like. That could go inside a fucking museum of movies. Like if aliens were to discover like all the movies that mattered, it yeah, would be in there. It should be. Sure. So I think it's time we could lay down a rating, don't you? I mean. Sloppy horror rating, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, guys. Hi. Welcome to the sloppy horror rating. Totally. <laughs> totally. I'm not going to do the whole thing like an Instagram influencer. Don't worry. Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Rating, everybody. I'm the host of this segment. Why? Because I'm not a nerd. So let's get right into it. I'll explain it to you real quick. This is Sloppy Horror Rating. This is where Christian Ramey, the nerd, rates the movie. We got four categories. Three of the categories are worth three points. The last category is worth one point for an equal of ten points. So let's get right into it while we're into it. Baby, baby, boy. The first category is casting. Casting. Oh, so it's time? All right, so let's see here, Ozark Mark. I got a channel in here because it's a slasher movie, and it doesn't necessarily, you don't need to have strong character or strong names coming into it, like a bunch of actors that are known. You just have to have some people that gel well together on screen that are somewhat believable, but it is a slasher. For the most part, they're... um, do you remember the wrestlers in the 80s, Mark? It was like, ah, you know, he's just the mechanic. He's the fucking barber. He's the fuck Like, it was very gimmicky, and that's how a lot of horror stereotype characters were. And just the the jock, the, the asshole, the slut, you know, the nerd. Like, they would have just these basic people. But you needed a few good actors, I think, just like one or two, and they delivered on this, you know, with Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis... I'm going a two on casting. I'm going a two. I'm going a two, and that's a strong score. Two out of three. Um, two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. I, I always really agree with your ratings because I know you know what you're talking about. So, two out of three. No, two and a half. Two. Okay. Two and a half. I'm sorry. Two and a half. I have to. I mean, I'm thinking Tommy Doyle. I'm thinking. I mean, the kids really sold it too. Two and a half. Two and a half. Out of three for casting. Pretty good score, if you would say so myself. Good. So now we're at two and a half out of ten. We're going to go on right to the next category, and that is kills. So I've thought about this going into this one because this is kind of tough. Myself, I'm not a huge torture porn person, um, but I do... I'm, you know, uh, I love the slasher, so I do like some some gore. 
I'm like right in the middle there. You know, too much is comedy, too little is artsy. This leans more towards artsy. Um, I'm going to have to go one and a half because, you I mean, you think about it. You have a, a choke out in the car, and then he like gets her kind of right at the end with the knife. Well, the only the only real good kill in this movie, in my opinion, is the Bob kill. Yeah. When he stabs him, when he strangles him up and then just stabs him and he's just hanging there by a knife. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think they were going for let's over the top. I mean, I know he wasn't. It, it wasn't going to be an over the top gore thing. Right. It'll lead us great into our fear category, but I'm I'm going to go uh, one and a half on kills because it, it, it was done nicely. It didn't look stupid. I mean, and there was interactions. He killed a dog for fuck's sakes, and there were dead bodies. And, you know, so I, I give it a one and a half. It was solid, you know. Okay. I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, they're not spectacular kills. They do have kills in them, but, again, there's nothing too much special about them. They're very basic kills. Yes, but they're statements, so one so and a half. It gets the point across. So one and a half, so two and a half plus one and a half is four, so we're at four out of ten. We're going on to the final three-point category, and that is, like you said before, fear. Right, and I, I came into a lot of thinking about this category, too. Hands down, three out of three. That's what this movie was. The score... The suspense build before every showdown, you're like, "Fuck!" This is one of those movies that started like the "Don't go in there!" Holy fuck! Hold it! Like, yeah, that's when you started yelling at the screen in this kind of movie because it, fuck, man, it was beyond. Alfred Hitchcock was like the guy who, you know, I'm not saying invented suspense, but really captivated on film with suspense versus, you know, the bam surprise. Carpenter was able to do it in a way. That was freaky, terrifying, but it wasn't too artsy in the sense. Like, the fear was there. The kills were a little artsy, but fuck, man, every time you're like... Because you know Annie, she, like, gets stuck, she's on the phone, and then he's outside, and you see him, and you're like, fuck, you know, here he is. Like, it's a lot of build-up, man. It's a lot of teasing going on. that's, That's Some of the things that create fair is the suspense. It's a form of fear, basically. Three out of three, no doubt about it. Perfect category. That's why this movie has lived on so long, because it's a perfect fear. Very good. Watch three. this alone in your basement when you're when you're just chilling by yourself. Watch it. Watch it alone by yourself. Tell me it ain't a three out of three here, then. Yeah. Good. So three <laughs> out of three plus four, seven. Yes, seven. Seven out of ten. So far, one point left. Obviously, we know what the answer is, America, but we're going to have to ask Christian Ramey anyway for legal purposes. Do you fucks with this movie, Christian Ramey? I do fucks with it. Gets the sloppy kiss of approval. Good, good. As it should. As it should. How can you not? Oh, I love slashers, but I hate Halloween? No fucking way. Not Even people that don't like slashers still like Halloween. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. It's kind of like a sophisticated slasher. At least the first one is. I guess you can clarify it with that. Mm-hmm. It has all the attributes and all the characteristics of a slasher mainly, just less gore. Which brings in the other people who aren't that into slashers can still enjoy the movie, I feel like. It's a beautiful fucking movie. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie to stimulate the brain. It does good job. I like this movie. Hey, hey buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, how you doing? Hey, buddy. Yes. So, good. So, that leaves it at 8 out of 10 for the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Good score. Halloween. Good score. 
Good score. 1978. Good answer. Bam. Bam. Boom. What was your favorite part of this movie real quick, Christian Ramey? I've already discussed it. It's when Tommy Doyle is trying to scare Lindsay. He's looking out the window. And I don't know what was so, that, that silhouette of Michael Myers carrying Annie's dead body. Like, that's just something, like, that. you remember being a kid when you saw something. It was never usually the things right here that scared you. It was always just kind of like the, what's in the basement? I thought Home Alone did a good job at that, too. I know we've mentioned that show, movie a few times, but you know when they'd go in a basement and the furnace is making noise? When you're a kid, that kind of fucked with you a little bit. You're like, ah. And you like, that was your first steps of conquering fear. So I really identified with Tommy because not everybody runs towards it, but some people get afraid and really try to run towards that. And they like try to, and the whole movie, he's like, what's the boogeyman? Like, he wants to know what the hell's going on. And when he finally sees him, yeah. like, there's no bullshit at that. He's carrying a body. Like, shit's serious. And no one listens to you. Like, you're like, yeah. You know, he had one of the coolest lines in the movie when it's like, I think it was after the needle stab when, and he goes up and she is like, no, I killed him. And he's like, you can't kill the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a sick little line. Like, yeah, it was, you know, you can't that kill the boogeyman. And it was kind of a, some people really psychoanalyze, you know, Lori stand up to fight against them. It was almost like, you know, women's rights kind of thing. Cause think what she attack him with. A sewing needle and a and a clothes hanger. I mean, next, what's next? A fucking sandwich. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what else is gonna make the statement clearer? You know. And then she stabs him with his knife, like very phallic kind of. You know. Yeah. So kind of neat, but I fuck with it because I love Lori Strode. That's my girl, man. She's the shit. Fuck yeah. yeah. Good for her. Good for this movie. Good for her. To, that what a way to pay homage to mom. Sorry, Mom. I love Psycho, but Halloween's the better movie. John Carpenter's better than Hitchcock. Sorry. Sorry. In my opinion. My opinion. I'm just some fucking asshole. But. You are right about that. Yes, I am. Now, that's a that's a 10 out of 10 rating right there. But seriously, Psycho, this is a nice little tip of the cap to that movie. But I think it overdid it. I You know. Which we might talk about later in this next season. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know, dude, as long as it's horror movies. That's why we're here, man. Yes. You know, and you never know, man. We just get crazy. You never, you can't bring us anywhere. Don't start that shit. You can't, I mean, honestly, man. Totally. I mean, we're pretty wild. How many totallys did it take from that actress to make you want to hope she dies quicker? Hmm. I don't know why. Just the way she said totally. I think after the first one. Yeah, I think after was, the first it one. It was after the second one to me because I couldn't believe she said totally the way the first time. So I was like, there's no way she's going to say that shit again. But then she said it like 50 more times. So that was my favorite part when uh, her kill sequence. After, after the Bob kill goes down. And he stands there. I love how they put Bob's glasses. He made him, Michael wear Bob's glasses um, over the ghost sheet. <laughs> yeah, that was so iconic. I know. Like, I want you to come to my Halloween party like that. Yeah, that. Plus, you got her titties in it. It's a cool, great scene. That was yeah. my favorite. Yeah, you know, I mean, you do need a little TNA. I mean, even girls will agree with that. You can't have not have a slasher. That's one of the most bullshit claims out there is that girls don't like slashers. It's like, yeah, right. They usually end up killing a fucking guy. And, you know, it's yeah. empowering, dude. And from anybody's aspect, it's cool as shit to see people get murdered in such illustrated ways that they did in the late 70s and 
in, in the early 80s, just right there in that slasher boom from like 78 to like, I don't know, fuck to 85 and even on. But after 85, it kind of got more animated and silly. But hell yeah, man. Very happy to do this episode. Halloween had to be the final episode, right? Had to be. How could it not be? So, so this is the season two finale for all you boys and girls that have been here from the start or have listened to all the episodes previously. But hey, I recommend if this is your first time here, we got a whole season for you to check out in the meantime. Don't worry. Don't worry. Now go to the YouTube if you're bored and you want to watch us. Oh yeah. But we do appreciate that. Like we said, if you don't know, we come out with new episodes every Monday. If you're a listener of the show now and next week happens and there's no episode, well, we're taking a week off to get some things behind the scenes done for the next season. So just sit tight with us there. That's what we're going to do. Yes. No. We'll be back very quickly. No, just a week, man. Just a week. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all we take. You just enjoy these episodes. We're going to have some nice stuff for you guys. Some nice stuff. A lot of video content. And who's excited? Do you hear about conventions? I hear about it. If you see us out there, you see us rock, you know, rocking a sloppy horror stuff, you come up to us. You say, hey, 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 I listened to your damn show. Where's my T-shirt? And we'll say, here's your T-shirt. That's what we'll do because we care about you guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for convention season, excited for this next season, and very thankful for all you guys. So Very good, Christian. I will ask you this. What are your final thoughts on the movie? Anything you want to leave the people with about this film, Halloween 1978? John Carpenter's Halloween. Enjoy the first one. Respect the first one. Um, but... It came out a long time ago. So it's probably not going to be your favorite. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. But it came out a long time ago. And as much as I appreciate the original one, I respect the whole franchise. And that's what I want people to walk away with. I want everyone to stop bickering. Even though I just bitched for a second, I'm still going to watch the fuck. Some people act like, you know, you can't watch this one or that one. And it's cursed. And it's a... Enjoy them all. It's Michael Myers. He's killing people with a fucking knife. Everybody, Give everybody their take, all right? George Clooney wasn't the best fucking Batman, but he deserved a shot. You know. Sure. He, he deserved a shot. Well said. All right? So that's what I'm going to leave with. Let's all be pals. Watch some Mikey. Whatever your fucking... I don't care if your favorite is Halloween Resurrection. You own that shit, and you love it. Own that shit. Yeah. Bust a bus. Oh, bus a bus a baby. All right. So why don't you uh, lead us out of here, Christian Ramey? All right. Well, once again, boys and girls, you get a hold of us if you want to. Hit us up at the Twitter, whatever. Or you can hit us up on YouTube and um, give this guy a name. You can't see him if you're on the audio episode. So I recommend you guys to go to the YouTube channel and look at my little character here. My little mascot who sits next to me. I need somebody to give him a name because I can't name him. You ain't allowed to name him, Mark, because it looks like you're trying to come up with fucking ideas over there, and you're not allowed to name no, him. No, I don't. You, that's not. I'm done. Look, he's just going to go over here. He should be there. That's where he stays. Yeah, I know. That's where he stays, but I want him to have a name. Well, then the people will give him a name. All right. Well, thank you, boys and girls. We'll see you next fucking season. Yeah. Goodbye.